Good morning. Good morning, Corrine. Is the sound coming through okay? Thank you, thank you. So when global disasters, when personal disasters, when great personal joy all comes at you at once. Remember that we are the entire universe as the true human body. And we turn and say, this is my life. Can I attend to the whole thing? Can I turn towards any object, any subject, any emotion, and say, this is my dust, not anyone else's dust. Let me let me, let my activities be towards the liberation of any suffering. And right at our sides will be all the other Buddhas that we practice with that are saying to themselves, this is my true Dharma body. Let's get to work. Let's step off of this 100-foot pole and um, practice wholeheartedly in our life. We'll continue to the next part of only a Buddha along with a Buddha. We said that this entire universe is the true Dharma body. Another Buddha, another of our family, another Dharma being said, the mountains and rivers and earth are born at the same moment with each person. All Buddhas in the three directions are practicing together with each person. Dogen says, Listen until you understand. Did, did one of our Dharma teachers talk about listening? Who was the 
the Dharma teacher. Was, was that Edie's talk where she talked about listening? That's such great attention to our lives is just the listen. It, it doesn't just bring our ear consciousness to the forefront. It brings all of them together. Let me pay attention to my life. Let me just listen to what's going on so that I can really understand. Let me, I think this is another important piece, let me drop away my ego, my body and mind, so that I can listen fully without interrupting my listening with, with an idea that I might have about this. I want to drop that away. Um, in the next page, Dogen says, uh, dropping away is the mind and body of Buddha. Let me listen. So Dogen, Dogen says, listen and you will understand that when you were born, so were the mountains, rivers, and earth. And that all the Buddhas right now are practicing together with you. You know, there might be several temples in our time zone that are celebrating Buddha's birthday sashim together. I can, I can imagine that, but can I feel, can I know, can I understand that all Buddhas in the ten directions, in the three worlds, are practicing right now with us. Let me listen. Let me listen. When we uh, when we took our last break and uh, I had I had uh, offered the incense the lit incense um, right outside the Dokusan door there. Um, and then I and then I was taking off my robe um, for the break and so that I could go to the bathroom. But I looked I looked out the window of, of the at the door and I could see the the smoke of the incense just rising up. And, I, and I, I thought, you know, the incense is burning. We're doing sashimi. People at Holy Cross are celebrating a great holiday. 
Our families are at home cooking breakfast. We're all practicing together with our lives. And um, it was this uh, experience of, despite, despite the differences, the, the incense, Sashimi, the breakfast. Uh, it was just this feeling of, of we're all doing life work. We're all doing the practice, the one practice of our lives. Zenju. My manual says that this is the multiplicity and oneness. We're all practicing with our lives. Maybe it looks different, but there's the unity of being, of life. Listen until you understand that the mountains and rivers and all Buddhas are practicing together with us. Dogen gives a, a little more of a hint. This is how you understand it, he says. No one knows our birth's end or its beginning. Nevertheless, everyone is born. Similarly, no one knows the extremities of the mountains and rivers and earth, but all see this place and walk here. Understand that the ancient Buddha teaches that your birth is non-separate, is no different from mountains and rivers and earth. So Dogen says, as we're listening to take take this into our bodies, maybe point into the direction of we, we can't know the infinite causes and conditions that bring us here, that bring the mountains here. We, we uh, the lifespan of these five skandhas can't, can't approach the eons of causes and conditions that brought together just this skanda, um, much less the, uh, the mountains and rivers, but, but these are all the skandhas, these are all the causes and conditions from which our life 
on ridges. And so we must be the same, we must, must be at the very least the Dharma family, if not identical with the mountains and rivers. And then he says that uh, Dogen goes on to say that is our practice different than the practice of the Buddhas? He asks that rhetorically, like, of course not. Uh, and so if our practice is the same, we must be practicing right along with them. And we might, and with, the, with all the, the Buddhas and ancestors, and they're practicing right along with us. And as a matter of fact, we're not so different. We're, we're the same as the Buddhas and ancestors. Do you think, Dogen says, that Buddhas are other than you? According to this teaching, when all Buddhas of the three worlds arouse the thought of enlightenment in practice, they never exclude our body and mind. When we reflect quietly, it appears that our body and mind has practiced together with all the Buddhas of the three worlds and has together with them aroused the thought of enlightenment. When we, when we reflect on the past and future of our body and mind, we can't find the boundary of self or others. By what delusion could we think, could we believe that our body and mind is apart from all the Buddhas? He really says that when we when we listen carefully, you'll hear the same sound, the same chanting, the same bells. They'll sound a lot like water flowing, like waterfalls, like birds chirping like trees growing. And we'll recognize that, we'll say, that's us. That's our life, that's my life. When I listen hard, when I sit still enough, I say, that, that's, that's the life that I know in my bones deep in my body, and that's the life of the entire earth, the mountains and rivers, and the life of all the Buddhas and ancestors. I know that life. One of our ancestors said, 
But only fish know the life of a fish. And no, no one except a bird follows a bird's trace. It's interesting to think that uh, that uh, there might be some trace the bird leaves behind as it flies through the sky that other birds that other birds know. Uh, it could be just a metaphor. That Buddhists use, but, uh, but you know, there's so much that we don't that we don't know. We don't know so much, and it's certainly worth listening or or dropping opinions. And can I pay attention to the trace of birds? Do I have to be a bird or just uh, know deeply that uh, birds know those traces? I think um, I know that uh, we are we're following for instance, the trace of Catherine. And uh, if someone asked what it was, I don't know if I could, I could put that into words other than, um, other than uh, we're doing the, the same practice that we all saw Catherine do it for, for over 20 years. So we're following that trace. And, and, uh, and we know that you know, Catherine was following Suzuki's trace. And uh, you know, these traces that we're following are really kind of uh, leading us into the future. We're following the trace in the future. We're not just remembering uh, what was given to us in the past. We're really, we're really following these traces into the future. Buddhas, large or small, although they are countless, all know their own traces. You never know a Buddha's trace when you are not a Buddha. Something lets us know when we start practicing that, uh, that we're following the path, the, the flight of our T.
teachers and ancestors, something lets us know If you find footprints, you should investigate whether they are a Buddha's footprints. On being investigated, the Buddha's trace is known, whether it is long or short, deep or shallow, is also known. To illuminate your trace is accomplished by studying the Buddha's trace. Accomplishing this is to do the way. Yikes. And uh, here we are. Vaguely aware of the trace of our ancestors. Yeah, it's. I, I, I think I see it. I think I see it. Ah, let me just sit. Let me just sit another period. I think I think I see that trace. And as we're as we're sitting, ah, we've left behind a little bit of radiance in our path. Maybe maybe. You know, like, like, like neon dust on our, the back of our cushions. Uh, we're leaving our own trace that, um, that uh, maybe people will see tomorrow when they come in and the lights are dim. Um, they'll see, oh, I think that's a little Buddha trace left behind, let me, let me, is that a footprint? Uh, is that a behind print? I think I see a little trace. Uh, um, Buddha's large or small, although there are countless, leave a trace and know a trace. Some activity which covers everything, Suzuki said, is true activity. Nothing is left out in our activity. And the secret of this activity is transmitted from Buddha to us. This is Zen practice. Not some teaching taught by a Buddha or rules set up by the Buddha. The teaching of the rules should be changed according to the place or according to people who observe them. But the secret of this practice cannot be changed. It is always true. spend a lot of time learning the forms, but um, 
Uh, and, and they're an important part of our practice. They really do help us know this person. But, but I, I, bet when, I bet when Liz moved back to Santa Cruz after all these years in the Casajara and Green Gulch, she said, you know, the forms are a little different here. Okay. We've done some changing. I bet when, I bet when, when Coleman came to San Francisco to help out Suzuki, Coleman said to himself, I think Suzuki's changed some of the forms. I think it's a little different here. Uh, I think we're doing that all the time. Uh, we're doing that all the time. When, when, when uh, we've, we've been doing the full moon ceremony for decades, and yet when we do it outside, we do it a little different because it you know, doesn't fit but outdoors. So we make a few adjustments. But, um, There's something, there's something that, that we know is true that doesn't change. The secret of this practice cannot be changed. It is always true. We can, we can always recognize what that uh, trace is. Oh, that's that's the Buddha way. I'm on the right track. When uh, when pilgrims walk the Camino in Spain, the pilgrimage trail, there's all these uh, yellow arrows along the way. Every couple of miles, or every time you have to take a turn, you see a yellow arrow, so that you know that you're you're on the way. And uh, we listen very deeply. We listen with our eyes and our nose. We listen with our skin and our hair and our ears and we see the trace we see the trace of all buddhas to know that it's true and um if we're a little confused is that the trace All of the Buddhas that that um, we're sitting with say, "Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the, that's the that's the way. You're not lost." Or take a look over here. The trace is a lot stronger over here. Well, this is the trace.
I'm, I'm grateful for all of you Buddhas that, that I've been sitting with for these last four days to help me know that the entire universe, the mountains, rivers, and the whole world are my true Dharma body. And I will follow your trace till the endlessness of time and space. And may our practice together continue to reveal the trace of the Buddha way. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to them, Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them, Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to end them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow.